This is Michael from Theme Park Brothers, and I would like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel. At Theme Park Brothers, we take you with us as we visit the Disney Parks, Universal Orlando, SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, and many other theme parks around the country. This summer, we took our viewers with us as we visited Canada for the first time. It brings us joy to share our experiences in hopes that it will inspire you and your family to get out and enjoy the parks. Our videos share our experiences in different ways. Some are walkthroughs with ambient sounds. In other episodes, we dive deep and have discussion. There is sure to be something for you at Theme Park Brothers. Head over and hit that subscribe button. Catch you on the flippity flop. Hello, welcome to the WDW Review, and I'm your host, Chris Malik, and I'm joined by Disney author Chris Smith again. Chris, how are you? Hey, Chris. Uh, I'm doing great, man. It, it's great to be back on with you. I'm glad I didn't scare you off or, or <laughs> have your book sales plummet, so I'm glad that worked out. So, Yeah, no, no not at all. Happy happy to be back on with you to have some more, uh, some more good Disney talk. Outstanding. So for everyone who's listening, Chris joined us previously and we discussed essentially chris has has several books out but uh one of the books really piqued my interest and it was the walt disney world that never was so we talked briefly on attractions pretty much everything that might have never been for the magic kingdom and the studios and we said chris you're going to come on for part two part three part four i'm going to keep on having you on until you get sick of me (laughs) but we're not going to do that today today we've got a different purpose in mind right buddy that's that's right, man, and I'm and I'm very excited about it. All right, so before we get into our purpose today, let's reintroduce you to our listening audience <laughs> and tell everyone who you are and what you have uh, available for them. Sure. So, uh, uh, you know, my name's Chris Smith. Uh, I'm actually an attorney by day. Uh, practice law in, in Huntsville, Alabama, which is in the the northern part of the state, um, and uh, you know, uh, just have a, a a passion for 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 all things Walt Disney World, much like you do. And uh, several years ago, uh, decided to kind of take that passion and and uh, do something with it, uh, and so started started writing books. Um, you know, primarily initially on kind of historical Disney subjects. Uh, the first book was the Walt Disney World that never was, as you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which was you know, has been has been very successful. Uh, and the next two books I did are a series that that's still ongoing, and it's called the Backstories and Magical Secrets of Walt Disney World. And what that series does is really take a a close look at all of the different uh, storytelling things that Disney Imagineers have used in the parks. And so uh, everything you wanted to know about different attractions and shops and restaurants from a thematic standpoint, uh, we, we really take a deep dive into, into those things. I always joke that if you've ever wanted to know what you know, what every box in the Big Thunder Mountain queue or, uh, you know, every, you know, for the, today's episode, every tombstone in the Haunted Mansion queue means uh, you know, it's, it's certainly the book series for you. Uh, and then finally, I've started a new kind of a different take um, uh, uh, version of a book, which is called The Walt Disney World Attraction Guide. Uh, published the first version um, last year, and then the 2020 version will come out this year. And it's really, you know, I think the the, the biggest part of, of a lot of our vacations to Walt Disney World are focused on attractions. Uh, but most, I think, guidebooks that you that you go to, you only get maybe a, you know, a couple of lines or a paragraph maybe for each attraction. And this this guide is based solely on attractions. So everything you've ever wanted to know about about each of the attractions and how best to um, to, to enjoy those are in that series as well. Outstanding. You, you know, you mentioned something uh, as far as like the deep dive into all the boxes in the queue of Big Thunder Mountain. And if you're just if you're just tuning into the dubs for the first time, or if you're just a casual fan of Walt Disney World. You go there, you enter the park, you walk around, you see painted things on the walls and little symbols and little statues here or there in 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 the you know the landscaping, and yeah, you think it's part of the details, but you glance on and you really don't understand. Like when you walk in, there's a story being told, and as good as Chris is with two volumes here, 
there could be probably 10 volumes and still not finish the book. Isn't that right? Oh, that you, you took the words right out of my mouth. And I think that's what, that's what makes it, it so such a wonderful part because, you know, again, I've started the series uh, and, and, and I've been to the parks countless times and have been on specific trips just to look for different details. But I tell you, Chris, every single time I go to the parks, I see something new. You know, whether it's an attraction that I've ridden hundreds of times, it's a shop I've been in, you know, countless times, I mm-hmm. always see something new. And that's what makes it so great. That's what Disney does so well. You know, I'm a I'm a theme park fan in general. You know, I, I love going to to Six Flags. And I love going to Cedar Point and all these different different places. But you know, I think we can all agree that Disney is different. And the reason I think that it's different is because everything that you see, hear, taste, and smell in those parks is all centered around story and about guests being a part of that story. Uh, and, and again, I think that's just what makes makes the park so special. I couldn't agree more. So let's get into today's show because it's going to segue really nicely. So I think that if we took an informal poll of all the listeners and we asked them, list your top three attractions, I think almost unanimously, this attraction would appear in just about everybody's list of top three attractions. And there's, I like to say that there's a cohesive story when you're going through the attraction, but it's, it's maybe just me. Maybe it's my, my, my lack of understanding. The, it's, it's like a, a giant, just, just, conflagration of stories put back to back but somehow they seem to work so well together but the queue is what sets it up and there's there's nothing more impressive than riding this at night and walking through the queue at night and of course because of the time of the year right now i'm talking about the haunted mansion so chris you're an expert in the haunted mansion are you ready to take us through the stories of it and get us up to speed Absolutely, man. I, I love the attraction. And I think what you said is right. If you, if you took a poll of, of top attractions, you know, my own personal top three list varies depending upon when you ask me. Mm-hmm. But the Haunted Mansion is always in there and, and many times is at the very top. So I, I can't wait to, to to talk about this, especially with this time of year that, that we're in now. Outstanding. All right. So starting this off, you know, people are aware there's a Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World. There's a Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. And oftentimes there are two, three, four. There's there's a Haunted Mansion, you know, in, in Europe called Phantom Manor. There's a, there's a Haunted Mansion. There, 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 there's multiple copies of this, but they're very different at all the parks. But, you know, even though we've done some exploration of this attraction in the past, well, you know what? There's so much more to be learned. So you want to start us off with the thoughts of, of, of the origination of it and how the story developed in California where the ride really originated? Sure. And, and it's really, you know, I think just the Haunted Mansion in general, both for both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, is just, is just a fascinating subject. Um, and I think you'll, you'll see why the more we talk about it. But, you know, the original was in Disneyland. And, you know, from the very beginning, you know, even when, when Walt Disney first started kind of conceptualizing what, you know, this new this new park that he was creating in California would be, you know, there were there were designs for a a haunted mansion or a haunted house type concept. Mm-hmm. And and when he had tasked uh, Harper Goff, who, you know, was art director on the old 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea um, film and then wor- obviously worked on a lot of attractions as well. You know, when he started doing some initial design work, he included a haunted house type type concept. And then, you know, as, as you know, the park opened and they still had this idea for, um, you know, to, to 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 implement something into the parks. Uh, you know, it kind of morphed and evolved and, you know, had a lot of input from a lot of different Imagineers, um, Ken Anderson and, and Raleigh Crump and Yale Gracie. And what is so cool about the attraction is, um, you know, it was really an amalgamation of all these different ideas and concepts, right? You know, they never could decide exactly what they wanted this haunted concept to be. Mm-hmm. So much so that when they began construction, of the attraction building uh, in the 60s at Disneyland, they still didn't know what the inside was going to be, right? You know, they knew it was going to be a part of a new theme park area, um, you know, known as New Orleans Square. And so, you know, the facade they put together and and constructed uh, is this beautiful, you know, antebellum style, um, you know, New Orleans mansion. But the inside was still empty, right? And so for for years, you you had this beautiful 
attraction building that guests would see when entering the parks. But nobody really knew, you know, you know what it was going to be and, and didn't get to experience it. Um, and then, you know, another Disney Imagineer, Marty Sklar, uh, kind of drafted a, you know, I think what we could call a coming soon type um, type sign for the attraction that essentially kind of, you know, phrased it as a as a ghostly retirement home, um, you know, in front of the in front of the, the, the building um, kind of gave a hint at what it would be. But the attraction still didn't open for several years later. Um, and when it finally did, you know, we got the attraction that guests and, and Disneyland experience now, which, you know, was kind of, you know, an amalgamation of a lot of different things. So, you know, I think what I like to stress there is it sat, the facade and the building sat for years. For yes. Ye- so it actually kind of played into the story of it being uh, not a rundown Antebellum Mansion, but just kind of odd, you know, sitting there. So nowadays you think about how like social media works. Oh my gosh, it'd be, <laughs> <laughs> it would be a catastrophe. But then it would like, it like built, it built the, uh, it built the mystique and it built like the, oh my gosh, what's it going to be? So fascinating. And, and yeah. the, the sign that Marty Sklar, the sign outside, it's, it's like legendary. If you just search Haunted Mansion sign or Haunted Mansion Disneyland sign, it would be one of the first few pictures that comes up and it's, it's, it's hysterical how they try to go in and portray what it's going to be so wonderful yeah that's right and 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 you know another disney imagineer exitensio who you know who you know is 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 famous in a lot of disney circles you know he he wrote the grim grinning ghost the the theme song for the haunted mansion and 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 worked on pirates of the caribbean significantly you know when he actually set about kind of writing the storyline for the attraction you know you know, years later after Marty's sign got put up, you know, he had noted that, you know, he was kind of painted into a corner at that point, right? It had to be some sort of ghostly retirement home because that's what Marty had posted, uh, you know, years before. And it, and again, you know, to think of that today, right? Let, let's you know, just imagine, you know, that, um, you know, that, that a massive show building was built in one of the Disney parks today. And for five, six, you know, plus years, it just sat there. You know, and, you know, no attraction for people to actually experience. Uh, you know, people would be going crazy, and social media would be going crazy. Mm-hmm. And, but that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened in Disneyland. This is fascinating. So you talk now about how they have to go and create the story of the retirement home, but like I said, there's so many stories going on at one time here, and even in the Walt Disney World Mansion, which we're going to get to. What is, I mean, as, as far as the ghost host, I mean, what is the history and what is like the, the, the linear story they're trying to create? There's, there's so many, like, uh, there's so many books on the subject and they talk about being potentially a, a, a captain. And, and what, <laughs> tell us the history that we want to know about that. It's fascinating. Sure. Sure. So, so let me say this, this is, this is both what is fascinating about the attraction and extremely frustrating for, for, for some kind of Disney nuts like me. Uh, you know, number one, there is not a quote unquote official backstory for the haunted mansion mm-hmm. right now you have those you know as i've written a book series about it you know, you've got lots of official backstories for other places you know the, the pecos bill tall tale inn and cafe in frontierland has an official backstory right the you know the you know there's different small but this this kind of marquee attraction does not have an, a quote unquote official backstory now when you ride the attraction, both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and you listen to the narration, you listen to what the ghost host is telling you, you know, again, you, you kind of pick up on the fact that, you know, this is a ghostly retirement home, kind of a funny look at, at, at what that would be. Um, but again, no official backstory. Now, there have been tons of, of, of backstories that different Imagineers had proposed, and what I think is even more fun, you know, a lot of, you know, fan-created and cast-member-created type backstories that have kind of morphed and and become semi-official you know through the years you know one you know one of those i'll you know just kind of share a couple one involves you know a you know the owner of the mansion this character known as as master gracie uh, and he was in love with a with a uh, a woman named emily uh, and another woman loved him uh, madame leota and so madame leota you know kills emily the bride thinking that, you know, Master Gracie would fall in love with her. Has the opposite effect. He hangs himself. So in the portrait gallery, when you see the hanging figure, that's supposed to be Master Gracie. 
Um, and there's lots of different variations of that story, right? Who Master Gracie loved, what happened with, with each of those characters. Um, another backstory focused on, you know, this, 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 this kind of pirate uh, captain character who, again, fell in love with a, with a young lady, brought her back to his, 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 his beautiful mansion. And as she was snooping through the mansion, found out that he was actually a notorious pirate uh, and killed herself in the process. Um, and there's, there's so many more. You know, Imagineers thought about incorporating, um, you know, a, a headless horseman type character and backstory into the attraction that never actually made it in. Um, and so all these different, you know, potential backstories that could have been there. Uh, and you get little bits and pieces, you know, depending on what you're looking for and trying to convince yourself of in the actual attraction. Um, and then you combine that with, you know, I think two of my very favorite Imagineers, Chris, and I think two who had, you know, some of the biggest impacts on the actual attraction, Mark Davis and Claude Coates. Um, and if and if listeners don't know who those folks are, I would I would certainly encourage them to to look them up. Uh, but you know, Mark Davis you know, known as Walt Disney's Renaissance man, uh, you know, was the man principally behind both Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. And Mark, as he did with many attractions, loved to put in, you know, gags and take a a much funnier side of the haunted house concept. And then you have Claude Coates, who took a much more, you know, let's make this thing actually scary, right? Let's incorporate some elements that might actually, you know, give some spooks during the attraction. And, you know, you see that influence of both of those men in both the Disneyland and Walt Disney World versions of the attraction, which are you know, substantially similar. Um, you know, the initial part of the attraction is much more spooky, and you see that Claude Coates influence. And then the second half of the attraction is much more funny and corny humor and laughs, which shows that Mark Davis influence. So that's a long way to answer your question, Chris, of, you know, what's the backstory? Well, there officially isn't one, but, you know, you know, from the official Disney company, but there's lots that, that fans have created and that, that, you know, we can all kind of enjoy with our own imagination, depending upon which storytelling elements we focus on in the attraction. Okay. So we have the Haunted Mansion now open and operational in Disneyland. And how long did it take? I mean, did they know immediately that when their next parks open or when the Florida project, they were going to immediately throw a haunted mansion in that magic kingdom. They know the popularity of it just demanded it quickly. Yes, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, you, you know, I, I talk about this a lot in my first book, the Walt Disney world that never was in relation to Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, cause it was, you know, they took the opposite uh, approach with that attraction, but they certainly knew that the haunted mansion they wanted to incorporate in the, in the, the Florida park. As a matter of fact, they had a lot of the components of that constructed, you know, you know, at or near the same time as the, the Disneyland version. And the Haunted Mansion was the first attraction ready to open for the, the Disney World Park because of that. Uh, you know, from a thematic standpoint, certainly an, an antebellum-style New Orleans mansion would not fit in Liberty Square, right? So a, a, a completely separate park area. Uh, devoted to you know the time of the American Revolution and the American colonies, and so they decided from a from a from an, a, an attraction facade standpoint to do something different. And um, you know what I really enjoy is kind of the influence they took you know in, in kind of deciding what Walt Disney World's mansion would look like is they drew you know significant inspiration from the Washington Irving short story. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, uh, which you know it in of itself has a Disney connection because of the 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 package film, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. You know, as, you know, as we're you know doing this, you know, near the the Halloween um, holiday, you know, that's that's one of the fun things I always like to watch as we lead up to it. Um, but they look to you know kind of the that Dutch Gothic style manor house of the Hudson River Valley uh, of the of the of the late 1700s. Uh, early 1800s and you have a much more I think if you compare the two attraction buildings a much more menacing type exterior than the Disneyland counterpart I would agree in my mind when you would tell me what does a haunted house look like it looks very gothic which looks like the Florida version of the haunted mansion as opposed to the the New Orleans style mansion over in Disneyland Uh, before we actually enter the mansion the outside, the queue 
of Disneyland and Walt Disney World. I can't, I can't state this enough of how that sets the tone. If it's not the blinking eyes of, of Leota outside or, <laughs> or, or, or now obviously the cues change and now it's a little more interactive, but even before it, it, it always felt so special and it set the, ominous tone at least for the first part of the mansion which probably why i had so much difficulty getting my young kids initially as i promised them no no it's okay i promise you it's not going to scare you (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about the outside of the mansion before we start going through that is that okay absolutely it's 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 one of my favorite parts outstanding so tell us the the biggest difference what would we notice if we were approaching the disneyland mansion and the walt disney world is is there specific things they share or 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 how do they try and set the story for each differently yeah i I think you know the the walt disney world version is 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 much different and and you know i think it starts with what we were just talking about before that 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 building, that ex- that exterior, right? You know, as as you approach the attraction of Walt Disney World, you know, for me, the queue begins as soon as you see that show building, as soon as you see that from 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 Liberty Square or even from Frontierland as you're approaching Liberty Square, mm-hmm. and you know, from the minute you step, it, you know, inside that queue, which was, you know, thankfully. You know, we can talk about you know what constitutes the queue, right? For me, it's everything that leads up to the actual attraction, right? And we'll get to the stretching room, things like that. So I, I include that as part of the queue. But even before you step inside the actual building, thanks to some 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 big additions um, a few years ago, you get kind of an experience in of itself. But everything from you know, there's just so much detail there. Everything from you know this 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 hearse, right? This black hearse that's actually a real Civil War relic. It was even used in the the John Wayne film, The Sons of Katie Elder, sits there and you see kind of, you know, where a horse should be and kind of the, you know, the reins and mm-hmm. the, and the, the, the attachment there. But there's no horse. Right. But if you look down, you see you see horse prints in the pavement. Right. And so you kind of you kind of you're immediately, you know, on guard a little bit. Um, you know, you step forward a little more and and you really, you know, cues in a lot of attractions, including the Holland Mansion like you were saying, plays such a huge role in the attraction experience, right? And so I really encourage guests to not just kind of rush through those cues or, you know, if there's a if there's a line, you know, take the time to kind of soak in these details. And and a new set of those details, relatively new for, for Walt Disney World, is this series of stone busts. Um, and and it's essentially what I call the Dread Family Mystery. And what you have is it's it's kind of a funny story within you know the, the the larger story of the haunted mansion where you have busts of these different individuals and each individual has kind of a um, a a an item beside their bust whether it be a pistol or a poison bottle and each epithet kind of tells you know how they met their demise and if you read all of those and you see these different items, you can kind of solve the mystery of who killed who. Um, and again, it's just a lot of fun detail there to soak in uh, for, for guests who take the time to actually do it. It's like reading a book. So when you're in the Walt Disney World version of the queue, if you hang left, if you stay left, you'll get the fuller story. It's like opening a novel and turning to chapter five. Or sure, you can get on the attraction quicker. But you're missing it. You know, you're, 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 you're missing half the story. So stay to the left. Even if it takes you a little longer, <laughs> it's worth it. You're going to go on the same attraction eventually, but you're missing so much by doing that. So hang to the left and stay there and, and you'll, you'll be so much more, more entertained and educated as you go through the attraction. That's right. And, you know, the, the new wave of, you know, thank goodness, the, the new wave of a lot of Disney attractions is to have what they call these interactive queues, right? So things that, that guests can do in those queues to help pass the time that they're waiting in line. And, you know, as you, as you know, Chris, you know, you've got, you know, several, you know, interactive tunes that, you know, it, you know play musical uh, instruments and, and do different things. They're a lot of fun. You know, some of my favorite things in that queue, really of any queue of any Disney attraction, are the imagineering tributes that you get by virtue of the different tombstones that you see, uh, you know, in, in that area of the queue. And so, you know, you'll see a lot of them. Uh, but if guests kind of read those, you know, they will, you know, get a, you know some funny one-liners. But the names that are referenced in those tombstones are imagineers that has significant impact on the actual attraction. And that's you know Mark Davis and Claude Coates and Leota Tombs and. 
um, you know, I just really encourage guests to 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 really take a look at those and then go and try to find out who those Imagineers are um, because it's it's I think one of the best you know tributes to Imagineers um, in the Disney parks. Chris, does the Disneyland version of the queue also offer the same thing? Yes, so they have tombstones uh, as well. I'm not sure, you know, if there are significant differences between, you know, if they're complete replicates of what's in one in Walt Disney World or not. Though. Okay, okay. So we're now in. Let's just focus now in Florida because that's where your uh, that's where your, your specialty is going to be. So we're now approaching. We're waiting outside, and that's where we look over. We see a tombstone that's opening our eyes and shutting our eyes, and all of a sudden they let us into the stretching room. So what can you tell us about this uh, about this room? Yeah, and and just you know before we even get in there, the, the tombstone you mentioned that's. Uh, of all the tombstones out there, that that is one I think that's the most fun and the one I think gets guests attention the most. And it, and I believe it reads, you know, dear sweet Leota, beloved uh, by all, uh, in regions beyond now, but having a ball. And uh, and and that's that's a tribute to Leota Tombs, who um, was kind of used as inspiration for one of the characters we'll meet later. Uh, but again, if you if you look at, there's a face on that tombstone. And if you watch the eyes on that face closely, you'll see them move back and forth and even blink from time to time, which, you know, for the unsuspecting guests is a real fun um, is a is a real fun uh, detail. But uh, but once you do step inside the doors, you know, there's an there's a there's a room that you first walk into, uh, you know, very dimly lit uh, with a fireplace and a. A, a portrait that sits above uh, the fireplace, and you know it's really tough because a lot of times guests, you know, just about being led by the cast members, walk directly through that room without paying attention. But if you pay attention to that photograph, it's a picture of a of a you know kind of a distinguished gentleman who you know essentially kind of ages and ages and turns into a skeleton. And um, you know, that's a that's a you know tribute to you know the, the portrait of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Uh, but again, if you if you just kind of take a few seconds to look at that portrait and watch the metamorphosis there, uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun. And then guests finally enter into you know what you know everyone knows about, which is the portrait gallery or uh, the stretching room. Outstanding. Okay, so we're now in the stretch room. And by the way, uh, so I remember reading Dorian Gray when I was in eighth grade. And, <laughs> and I remember thinking, even at that time, this was a tough read for an eighth grader. And I didn't really appreciate it till <laughs> later on. Um, so it's it's still a very interesting read. But when you see it put into action and the painting like that, uh, how it alludes to it, boy, that's really cool. That is really cool. So. Yeah, and, and and there are so many other details. You know, we're just kind of touching the highlights, but you know, kind of the you know, the vents, you know, on the walls are, are shaped as demon faces, and just you just you know, again, look up, down, and around. That, that's my advice to every Disney guest, uh, you know, especially when they're experience, experiencing attraction like um, like the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, there's so much has been put into it. Okay, so we're now in the portrait gallery. Okay, so tell us what's going on here. Yeah, so so you enter you enter a room in the portrait gallery and. You know, kind of the 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 entrance you walk into closes behind you. So if you kind of look around, it looks as though there's no doorway, right? So there's no there's no way essentially to get out. And above you, you have these these large portraits uh, of different you know distinguished looking um, uh, individuals. Uh, and it's at that point where your 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 ghost host, right? So you do have a narrator in the attraction uh, who who welcomes you to to the haunted mansion and, and gives you an initial spook um, you know kind of one of the biggest difference differences between the Walt Disney World version and the Disneyland version is what happens here in this room right so uh, and it's called the stretching room because you know you'll see those portraits and they'll eventually stretch right and so they'll reveal you know those pictures get larger and they'll reveal perilous situations that those different people who are shown those portraits are in, right? In the Disneyland version, what happens is is that is your the room you're in lowers, right? They, it lowers you below that uh, the level of the 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 the, the room where it started, uh, so that you can kind of exit into an exterior building where the attraction takes place. Um, that's not what happens in the Disney World version. So the roof actually lifts up rather than the floor lowering um and you know at that point again it's fun to pay attention to those different portraits and see you know 
people, you know, standing on tight ropes over 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 quicksand and things like that. Uh, and you know, and and you know, fans get a, a a big spook when the room goes dark and you see, you know, a person hanging above you. Um, you know, if you look up, you know, what's funny, Chris, is for years I didn't realize after that, you know, there's a lightning strike and the room and the and the stretching room goes dark. I would never look up, and so I never noticed that there was a you know a a, a character yeah. hanging hanging above you, right? <laughs> and so when I finally did that. I was like, wow, you know, I've ridden this attraction so many times and I've never missed that, never actually noticed that big detail. How about some imaginary secrets here? Is there one room or is there multiple rooms? Yes, there are there are multiple rooms. Um and and it, it doesn't feel like it, but again, that's how Disney manages those crowds. I believe there are actually two. Mm-hmm. Uh, two two stretching rooms and, and you know, and the way you enter those are different, you know, these paneled walls kind of slide back and forth uh to to enter one versus the other. Um so yeah, it 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 feels as though it's one room but there's there's another there to 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 help kind of, you know, get the crowds through. Okay. So they've gone through their spiel and all of a sudden a door opens up from nowhere, a panel slides forward and you're coaxed through and you start the official indoor queue to actually enter your doom buggy. So this is what I've always wondered and Maybe I'm just not that observant. Could you tell me from the moment I step into the room, is there a particular painting I wanted to stand under if I wanted to get out of the room first and and beat everybody <laughs> to the Zoom buggy? Do you know that secret? Because that's important information. I, I actually don't know that secret, but but I'll tell you my biggest my biggest secret to 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 saving yourself some headache does come at this point, right? Because I think a lot of people who have experienced the attraction. One of the things they don't like is when you exit, you know, the, the portrait gallery and enter into this this holding area. It's essentially a funnel, right? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you start with this large group of people and your path gets more narrow and narrow and narrow to eventually a single file line to get on the actual doom buggy, which, <laughs> you know, if you're claustrophobic, can cause can cause some problems. So my advice to guests is 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 go as far to the right as you can. There'll be there'll be stanchions with bats on the top and chains. Grab the grab the chain with your hand and get as far to the right as you can because you're going to just keep walking straight. And everybody else is to the left of you is going to try to be is going to try to sneak their way over. But if you if you stay as far to the right as you can and grab that chain, you'll get through as efficiently um, as as possible. Or you could stay in the room as long as possible for really cool photo opportunities if you're quick enough before the shoo you out of the room so once that room's that, empty that's right right that's right my, my, my wife hates that <laughs> you know, she, it, because it is right i mean you get funneled in this large room especially on a busy day yeah. you know and, and when, when when kind of both of those portrait galleries are packed full of people and you get funneled out into this 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 one room and again you know from a design standpoint i wish i wish they could have come up with something a little better than just but it really is just a funnel to narrow people down to a single file line before they actually board uh, board the doom buggy now look up when you're in the inside queue because even those light fixtures that are attached to the wall of the sconces, they're covered in cobwebs. And it's so appropriate and it sets the mood so effectively. So just look up and look around and you're like, oh man. Yes, this I mean, the, genius. The, 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 the- yeah, the, the cobwebs and the flickering lights, and you know, and then there's and there's portraits in that area too of some sinister things going on, and uh, it's 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 certainly a lot of detail going on. A lot of people, especially at that point, uh, understandably, and I and I can't say that I'm any different, are so excited about, hey man, let's just get on, let's just get on the attraction and, and get this thing going. But again, yeah. there's still even down to the cobwebs and the dust. Uh, 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 you know, in that area helps to kind of convey the story that you are actually in a haunted house and, and who knows what, what's actually going to come next. Okay. So don't be dismayed if the, if the line looks exceptionally long. And so it's constantly moving. Um, and the object is it's going to push people through the attraction. So even though it may seem as if there's hundreds of people in front of you, that line's going to go fast, and you're going to be boarding the Doom Buggy really quick. Bear in mind, this is an attraction that the platform is moving as well, too. So you're going to have to go and do a little bit of a, not an athletic move, but certainly be aware that it's a boarding procedure that's a little more tricky than other other attractions. Yeah, that, that's right. And it's it's you're right, though. Once you get to that point, you're, you're very close. 
uh, you know, it's continuously moving. Uh, they will stop it from time to time to help, you know, guests with, with, with the disabilities board, mm-hmm. board. But, to, but yeah, kind of, you know, be on point. Don't panic. There's plenty of time to, to, to get on the walkway. And, and a cast member will be walking on that moving walkway, helping to direct you to get in, uh, you know, this, what's really kind of a really innovative ride vehicle, uh, uh, the dune buggy. Okay. You want to tell us about the Doom Buggy because it's been copied and repeated for several attractions. Was this where it originated? Was in the Haunted Mansion? Yes, and, and it's called an Omni Mover. Essentially what it is, it's a uh, it's kind of a half circle type ride vehicle that moves, you know, uh, you, you know, the guest doesn't control it, but the actual attraction experience controls it. But that's meant to kind of help control the story. Right. So Disney Imagineers want you looking, want guests looking at certain areas and not at others. So that doom bucky will, will, will turn and sway to keep your eyes focused on the particular points of the attraction that uh, that they want you to see. Outstanding. So the first hallway. Now, I don't know if we're going to go through scene by scene, but these sure. are my, these are these are my memories. So the first hallway. You make a right hand turn. And all I could think about is a woman that appears as like a cat in in a painting that, that that's in this hallway. What 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 else am I missing in here? Because I'm always looking for like oh yeah, there she is right there as I as I pass by here. Yeah, that's right. So so the the initial portion of the attraction is a long hallway that, that's called the portrait hall, and to to your left hand side are just a series of windows that simulate uh you know a, a thunderstorm raging on the outside and different lightning strikes. To the right hand side, you'll have a series of four portraits. Uh, that that show different things, and what's fun is that when the lightning strikes, those portraits change. Right to your point, you know, one is of a woman laying on a couch, and then when the lightning strikes, she becomes uh, a tiger, mm-hmm. uh, and another one is of you know a, a beautiful Medusa who turns into the Gorgon, you know, with the snakes with the hair when the when the when the lightning strikes. So you know, kind of keep. You know, keep your eye on those portraits and notice how they change uh, as kind of the storm rages uh, rages on the outside. Okay, now your doom buggy makes a right hand turn, and what's the next scene that we get to? That's when you kind of you, you briefly pass through the library, okay. um, and so it's I think um, it, it's a very brief um, scene of the attraction, but I think one of the absolute most effective. And so you have these large bookcases with these marble busts and the ghost host will tell you that those are of, you know, the, the best ghost riders, <laughs> right? Uh, and if you watch those faces, those faces on those busts appear to stare at you and follow you as you, as the attraction moves. I mean, just a, no matter how many times I ride the attraction, I'm always blown away by that effect. Right? Agreed. It's just so, so convincing. Agreed. It's so convincing. Yeah, you could never get away from them. They're going to follow you all the way to the end of that scene. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. On the left-hand side coming up, what do we see here? There's something that's like a uh, almost a trademark Disney move here. What's on the left-hand side? Yeah, so that's when we come upon the music room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got you know this this area where there's there's a, a piano that's being played, but no one actually you know no animatronics sitting there playing it. But if you look down. You see the shadow of a person, uh, you know, playing the instrument, which is which is fantastic, and you know a lot of other cool details there. Raven, you know, sitting there, uh, you know, staring at you, uh, and and just again, uh, you know, very simple, I think, effect, but very very convincing uh, from a storytelling process. Okay, now I believe so. You correct me because I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bunch of errors, and you'll fix them all for me. <laughs> I know. When do we get to the scene where the coffin and the guy's asking to be let out of the coffin? Is that right now at this point? So you, you pass through a couple of different things. And what's funny is, is you, I, th- I think, you know, that initial part of the attraction, you get some much longer, you know, more elaborate scenes later. But the initial portion of the Haunted Mansion are all these different small, short scenes. And so mm-hmm. you pass through an area that has a bunch of endless staircases, right? So staircases running in all different directions. And, and thanks to a, to, a, to, a, to, a, to a renovation, you get some, uh, some footprints that, uh, that, that do some fun things there. Uh, you get you know in, in the endless hallway scene where you see kind of the the candle the candelabra floating in the background mm-hmm. and, and and some cool air and then you get to uh, you know a, a conservatory where you've got you know as you mentioned a, a casket sitting there with with someone who is anxious to get out uh, of, of that casket as well. So I'm always I've always wondered the staircase room that you refer to, and it, it, the room looks massive. 
and it's probably in reality a very small room, but it looks massive to me. What insight do you have to that? Because uh, I know that one of my co-hosts, Peter, he loves this attraction. It's it's his absolute favorite, and this room, I believe, is his most favorite room, but in my mind, it always seems to be like, this is a cavern in here, but it probably isn't, or am I mistaken? <laughs> no, I don't think it's a huge a huge area right because you know i think if the lights run you would see you know obviously those stair those 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 different you know stairs don't go but you know when you're there in the dim lit you know and you see these footprints i think it gives the it's it, it conveys the message that it's much larger than it, than it is in reality gotcha okay so at this point we are starting to make a roundabout correct we're at a round turn here uh, would this be the scene where where we, uh, we we see the famous Leota? That's right. So you 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 first go through you know what's called the corridor of doors, right? Okay. So it's this series of hallways with all these different doors, uh, and just some really fun effects there, right? So you hear different knocks on those doors. You know the the, the knockers are in the shapes of of medieval maces or that are banging on the doors. One door appears as though it's going to burst, you know, completely off its hinges. Uh, and again, you get some of that 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 spooky, you know, I think Claude Coates influence uh, in that area before you get to uh, the seance room, right? So one of the, you know, one of the most popular areas of the attraction uh, where we finally get to to meet this character, uh, Madame Leota. Okay, and you go around in a circle and you see this disembodied head inside of a seance glass you know as if you went to a fortune teller and she goes through like a, a an incantation and before you know it you've got you've got music playing all around you but the instruments have no play you know have no people <laughs> playing them so explain what's going on here sure so you know again keep in mind right so you, you've seen a lot of you've got a lot of spooks you know up until this point of the attraction but what you haven't seen are any ghosts Right. So up until this point, you haven't seen any actual ghosts. And so what this room is about is summoning those spirits. And so Madame Leota is, you know, her, you know, you see her just a just a brilliant effect. You see her face floating in this crystal ball or, or in a crystal ball that's floating above a table. And so she is summoning these spirits and asking them to do certain things. And you hear the musical instruments and different things going on in the background that are the ghosts responding to that seance from from Madame Leota. Uh, and it is, you know, it's difficult to kind of explain how cool this scene is, right? Because it is so convincing. And you are, you're kind of going in a circle around Madame Leota. And uh, again, you know, I hate to keep saying this, and I'm, I'm sure I'll say it again with the next scene. But again, no matter how many times I've been through it, uh, it, it still kind of puts a smile on my face because it, it is just an amazing, um, an amazing area. Okay, so let's talk about Leota Tombs then, and that's her real name is Leota Tombs, and she's a real person. Let's talk about her as the influence for this character. Yes, that's right. So, you know, first of all, how <laughs> apropos? I mean, how, <laughs> yes, how, how cool is it that her name is actually Le- Leota Tombs, right? So, so she was an Imagineer, worked on the attraction, you know, did a lot of different things for Disney. But her, her, uh, you know, her her appearance, her face was used to 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 create this Madame Leota face, and you'll see it her again as well, the little Leota character later. Uh, and so, again, her name was really, really Leota Tombs. She did work on the attraction and drew inspiration. You know, um, they Imagineers did when they were they were creating this this face. What's interesting, though, Chris, is that the voice of Madame Leota is actually was actually done by a lady named Eleanor Audley, and she actually also portrayed uh, or provided the voice of Lady Tremaine and Cinderella uh, and Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty. Right. So, you know, she she has cornered the market on on scary Disney female characters, you know, carrying it from from those two classic um, animated films to the Haunted Mansion uh, as well. Okay, so we then we're going to leave the seance area and we're going to start going up. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, that's correct. You go up a slight hill before getting into, uh, you know, what I think is um, is the best, most, I think impactful coolest whatever you want to say attraction scene period anywhere so you're exactly right so tell us all about it please so you know what you actually do you're going into this grand hall right so this ballroom scene right and so this massive 
kind of you know this massive area that's this huge dining hall that's that's you know two three stories tall and there's just action everywhere right so uh ghosts you know many ghosts thanks to the seance from madame leota appear and disappear in, in front of guests and so you have you know so many different things you have a hearse that's backed into the room and a casket has fallen out and ghosts are jumping out of the casket you've got this large dining table where they're celebrating a death day and you've got all these different characters at the table you've got ghosts that are appearing uh you know swinging on the large chandelier uh, of the dining hall <laughs> yes and and you know and i think one of my favorites is you have these two large portraits on the back wall of two gentlemen holding pistols and when the ghosts you know when when the ghosts reappear those pictures come alive and they turn on each other and and, and fire the pistols it is um, it, it is such an amazing scene. It really does look as though, you know, there are ghosts, you know, floating uh, and, and interacting in this scene. And what's amazing is it's so convincing, right? So, so many decades later, uh, you know, it's still so convincing to guess, but it uses such a very simple magician's trick, essentially known as Pepper's Ghost. And, you know, the idea came from Imaginary Yale Gracie. And essentially what it does is it uses, you know, Kind of, you, know, you said you go uphill after the Leota scene. So directly below guests are actual, you know, animatronic characters, uh, you know, doing things. So they're dancing and they're interacting. Well, thanks to a series of you know curved mirrors and lighting, you know, when those projections come on, those scenes are then projected out onto the actual ballroom that guests see. Right. So again, this is this is an effect that's been around for 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 many many decades, but it's so convincing. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just so such a brilliant brilliant scene. And again, no matter how many times I see it, um, you know, I just you know it, it it just blows my mind every single time. This seems so small to even mention this, but there's a few things going on here in this room as well too. There are definitely hidden Mickey's all over this room, so pay mm-hmm. attention to that for place settings and whatnot. And so when we first started going to Walt Disney World, and I apologize, this is going to seem so irrelevant <laughs> to this conversation, but you'll get a kick out of this. We love to trade pins as a family. And mm-hmm. there used to be this obscure, bizarre pin that looked like Julius Caesar. For our lifetime, we could not figure out what this pin was until we realized it's Caesar's ghost from yep. this scene. And so if you ever see this figure that has a, a a fig leaf type crown on him and you're like, what is that character? He's from the Haunted Mansion scene. He's from the ballroom scene right here. So give you a little insight if you happen to see this pin in any of your uh, any of your lanyards. But uh, well, oh. it's it's you know, listen, it's literally a and I've, I've ridden this attraction. I, I don't even know how many times and I've ridden it a lot of times specifically for the work I did on my book and just trying to to capture and see everything that's going on in this scene, it's almost impossible, right? There's just so many different details that are going on in this scene. It's just, you know, just, I would encourage, you know, just enjoy it, right? Just sit back and enjoy it and try Mm -hmm. to take in as much as you can because there's really nothing like it uh, uh, anywhere. And hope you get broken down and hope the ride stops right there for you to get, (laughs) right? You can never stay too long. It always goes past too fast. So you need someone to stop it right there for you. That's right. That that would be. Listen, I've gotten stuck on a lot of attractions, you know, in, in areas that I probably d- didn't want to. But that, I would love to be stuck there just to be able to to, to take it all in. You know, the, the massive organ on the on the on the left hand side of, of of the room, which is a reproduction of the the organ from the from the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea uh, submarine from the from the from from the old film. I mean, just so many different fun things that are in that in that scene. That's a future show. I've got to write that down. Is where would you like to be stuck if you were ever stuck in a Disney attraction? What scene and what attractions? I'm writing that one down. Okay, so we're moving on. Where are we going to now in the mansion? So next, you go to the the attic scene, right? And so, and what's you know, you're going to talk about being stuck. Um, this this is another scene that is just just chock full of fun detail and fun kind of hidden storytelling things. Um, unfortunately, it's really difficult to to pick out a lot of what's going on here. And for me, Chris. You know, this was the toughest part of the whole attraction for me to try to write about because it took so much effort to, you know, just because of lighting and how the, the attractions move and kind of how, you know, how things are hidden to kind of 
piece together what's going on. But essentially, you have much like the Dread family bus we talked about in the in the attraction queue. In the attic scene, you have another, I think, what I'd call a mini story within the Haunted Mansion. And it's about Constance Hatchaway, you know, <laughs> very appropriately named the bride. It's, my, so, it's my favorite yeah. scene, Chris. I love going through this scene in, in, in the mansion. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And so what you do is, is you you pass by you pass by a series of portraits with Constance beside uh, different gentlemen, and those are her husbands, you know, through 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 the years. And uh, so much good detail here. But but essentially, if you'll notice, uh, you know, the the pictures, you know, the husbands lose their heads, right? So the the pictures come in and out. So you know, clearly, you know, something dreadful happened to them. But you also, if you notice, each of the these husbands becomes more and more what I would call distinguished and the the different props you see around those portraits convey that you know, you have wealthier and wealthier individuals um and so Constance is moving from one husband to another she's moving to on another, up to another. That, that's right and so you get you know even even the picture frames right so the picture frames the initial in the initial uh you know area or two are less ornate and intricate than at the end and uh, the only thing that changes with Constance are the, the the pearls that are around her neck. You know, for each new husband, she gets a new set of pearls around her neck. Uh, and then, of course, you get to I think one of the one of the you know one of the best parts of the attraction, which is um, you know Constance herself. You know, kind of eerily there, looking as though she's an apparition, saying different spooky things to to guests as kind of that that bridal chorus plays ominously in the background uh and an axe you know appears in her hands um and one of one of my favorite details is that there's a coat rack uh near the end near near the end part of the attic scene and it's filled with different hats well if you'll notice in the portraits of the husbands they all wear distinctive different hats right and that coat rack at the end has each of those hats hanging on there. I mean, if you, do, I mean, that's just one of the coolest things I've ever seen, right? That that type of detail. You know what? Maybe I'd never know. I don't think I've noticed that before. So yeah. I'm definitely going to be paying attention for that. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, it's like I said, it is so difficult to pick up on these details because it's so dark in that area. And I had, <laughs> I wrote it so many times, took so many pictures, took so many videos, used so many different lighting tools to help kind of, you know, discern what was there. Uh, but again, just a really cool mini story that's told within the attraction and that one, uh, and just so effective. Again, I think the best attraction scenes of, of, of any Disney attraction. Okay. So we're now leaving the attic and we're starting to make our way down. Is that right? That's right. So, you know, you kind of, the story is, is you know, you're in the attic. Well, the, the, the doom buggy turn, you go, you know, backwards, you know, downhill. So you're leaning back or it's replicating, you know, falling out of the going back to the exterior and down into this, the, this very elaborate graveyard scene. Uh, and the, you know the, the kind of the tone of the attraction in the act scene is very ominous, right? Um, you know, it's much different in the graveyard scene. Very boisterous, very, very, very fun. Uh, you know, the the theme song for the attraction, Grim Grinning Ghost, you know, and one of my favorite you know attraction theme songs out there. It's played in, in several different tones throughout the attraction to kind of simulate you know the the scene that's being portrayed. Uh, it could be very ominous, and in the case of the graveyard scene, very loud, very boisterous, very upbeat. Uh, and and again, there's so many different things that are going on there. You see the caretaker and his dog, you know, you know, scared to death. There, you see an opera singer. You see an arm, you know, that's 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 you know that's trapping itself with, behind a brick wall. Just so many different fun things that are going on at this point of the attraction. All right, you see the busts that are on the the uh, uh, I don't want to say tombstones. It's not tombstones, but you see the the singing busts, and everyone thinks that one of them looks like Walt. Is there truth in that? Is one of those busts <laughs> Walt Disney himself? No, let me say this: the bus does look the bus does look like Walt Disney, but it is not Walt. It is actually a gentleman named Thurl Ravenscroft, um, and Thurl has he's a was a very famous voice actor. Uh, he, he voiced uh, Tony the Tiger, uh, saying, uh, "You're a mean one, Mister Grinch," mm-hmm. for the old uh, the old Seuss uh, Christmas Christmas animated film that's very popular. 
Uh, and that's actually Thurl Ravenscroft and his group, the Mellow Men, who are, who are singing. So looks like Walt, but it's not. But those, I tell you what, those again, just a just another very, very effective part of the attraction because it looks as though those bus have come alive. You know, we saw that effect, a different effect in the library scene where where you've got these bus following you. Well, here you're actually seeing the faces sing to you. Uh, just, just very cool, very cool scene. So we would like to point something out in this room, but to be honest, you're right. There is so much in every direction that you try to just grab on as best you can to each little vignette as you pass it by, each character, each tombstone, each, you know, there's so much going on here. Uh, the opera singer, you mentioned that before, the opera singer's here, and there's a famous phrase about being over when the fat lady sings, and she's singing loud in this scene, absolutely. Um, <laughs> what do we close with? What's one of the last things we close with in that room? Yeah, so what I, what I like is is, is it's, 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 it's this raven. Right. So you, you've seen a raven at different points in the attraction. And it's again here. And, and certainly, you know, Imagineers drew inspiration from from Edgar Allan Poe's, um, you know, poem, The Raven. I think it was 1845. I think that's correct. Right. So, again, just a very simple something there to kind of send you on before you go to to see your hitchhiking ghosts that are they're in the next scene. Mm-hmm. OK, so we've left that room and we're now at. What is one of their greatest marketing pieces of all time? These three characters. So, so how, <laughs> how are they delivered to you, and and what's going on in this part? Yeah, so you've got these. You know, essentially, you know, the narration tells you this is you know, you know, beware of hitchhiking ghosts, right? Because one may follow you home, and and you see these images of these of these three characters, Gus, Ezra, uh, and Phineas, right? And so Gus is is you know a prisoner that's complete with his own you know ball and chain. Ezra is this very you know well dressed skinny skeleton, and then Phineas is this this hunchback carpetbagger, right? So these you know, I would say none look sinister, right? They're you know these characters are are, are definitely characters you laugh at. And then when you take a corner, you know the the, the doom buggies kind of you know hang to the left and and make another turn, thanks to another you know cool effect. You see in these mirrors that are in front of the the doom buggies, you see these different effects where they have they've they've gotten on top of your doom buggy. They are sitting directly beside you, and and they're kind of you know moving different things and and grabbing your head and just again a very fun effect uh, to 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 kind of you know draw you near the 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 clo- the the ending of the attraction. And if you've never gone on it before, or if someone in your family has or a friend has, it's always the scene that'll get the biggest smile and the biggest laugh is. The- that scene, right? So we're approaching the end of the attraction, but we still got. Uh, there's no, there's no doubt, yeah. right? We still got one or two more things left to see here before we actually we leave our doom buggy. What, what do we see here at the end? That's right. So if you if you if you look if you look above, you know, so you, you kind of go, you're going, you know, you know, you know, through kind of a um, not a doorway, but just you know, there's a there's a ledge above where the ride vehicles go, and you see this tiny character. Uh, that's known as Little Leota, right? So we met Madame Leota before, and you see this very small, very ominous um, Little Leota character that tells guests to you know, to hurry back and to and to be sure to bring your death certificate, death certificate. you know, if you decide to join it. <laughs> and it's just it's just fantastic. And it, you know, you know, final arrangements can be made. Now, you know, it's just all these references, certainly you know, to funerals, um, but very. Yeah, you know, I wish I could do a good impression. I can't. Very ominous, right? Very, you know, very effectively done uh, with this little Yoda character before uh, before your your Doom Bucky finally gets to the the the, the unload station. But again, just another. And what I like about it is, you know, the attraction for me is a home run at that point anyway, right? But to throw in that last that little detail uh, again to kind of close it out, I think is 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 just great. So I've often wondered when you leave your doom buggy, and this is again taking away from our story, but when you leave your doom buggy there to where it re-enters the initial boarding area, how far is that? Do you know? How long does it take from that doom buggy to travel that distance? I know this seems like an obscure question. I, I've always wondered that though. You know, Chris, that's a great question. I have no idea. You know, just judging by where where you are when you depart versus kind of just 
you know, trying to draw a, a picture in my head about the, the in, internal configuration. I think there's probably a little ways to go before those ride vehicles get back to the actual boarding area. Okay, interesting. So now we've left the mansion. Is there anything left for us to see on the outside of the queue, on the exit queue, if that is a word, um, from, from the Haunted Mansion? Yeah, and I, and I listen. I you know I won't you know I won't go on for for forever about this, but again, just a ton of fun details on the exit path. You have you know this 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 list of burial crypts that that has some very fun names. You know, uh, ashes to ashes and 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 rust in peace and diff- different things like that. You'll see a large tomb for for Bluebeard the pirate. That again. You know, if you take the time to actually read it, you'll see the story of these different wives that he's had and the ominous fate that, that befalls him with with his last uh, his last bride. But my absolute favorite part of the exit path, uh, and it's one that I think a lot of a lot of hardcore Disney fans know about, but I think it's one that kind of your average everyday guest just miss so much. And that's this this pet cemetery that is located to the left hand side as you're on the, the, the walkway between the mansion and, and getting back to Liberty Square. And if you look, you'll see, you know, again, this, this, this wrought iron fence and behind that, these different, these different, you know, dog tombstones and animal tombstones for the pet cemetery. And, you know, as you know, Chris, I'm sure you know about this, it's just one of the coolest finds out there in the back left-hand corner uh, of that pet cemetery is is a tombstone for James Thaddeus Toad, right? And that's that's a character from from an original uh, Disney uh, Walt Disney World opening day attraction, Mister Toad's Wild Ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, that attraction was closed when the Many of Adventures of Winnie the Pooh uh, moved in, and fans were just outraged. Right? They staged protests. They didn't want that attraction to close, but it did. Uh, but as a last tribute to the starring character of that attraction, um, James Thaddeus Toad, uh, they they put a tombstone for him in the pet cemetery, which again I think is just a just a great detail. It is a great detail, and these are things that people overlook. But as I'm going through the attractions in my mind at the Magic Kingdom, I don't know if there's another attraction from the very start to the very end that is as chock full of these tiny details for you to explore as the Haunted Mansion. It might be the best example. Can you think off the top of your head, is there another one that is even close to that? Um, I like to say the Pirates, but the inside of the queue sets the tone, but I don't know if it's as full of detail as the Haunted Mansion. You know, Chris, that, that, that's a great question, and I'll say this. I don't think there is any attraction anywhere that has as many fun details as the Haunted Mansion because I think I think the Haunted Mansion does it in both the the queue for the attraction and the attraction experience, right? As you just mentioned, you know, the attraction that the Haunted Mansion is most often compared to, and again, if you're making a top three list, Pirates of the Caribbean is always there as well, and, and is certainly one of my favorites. And the attraction experience has so many fun details, and the queue does as well. But I don't think it's nearly as intricately themed mm-hmm. and so many fun finds as the mansion queue. If you look at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, uh, you know, the, the renovation, that attraction, I think, had a very poor queue until several years ago when they completely redid it and just chocked every single inch of that queue <laughs> with, 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 with fun detail mm-hmm. and signs and hidden references. But the actual attraction experience, because it's a roller coaster, right, you can't spend that much time adding that much detail to the experience. So, you know, again, love those attractions. They both have great detail, and I think they, they, they are both up there. But I don't think there's any attraction out there that can match the Haunted Mansion in terms of, in terms of just all the fun stuff that, that guests can see, you know, even you know, before they board the attraction and then during the attraction experience itself. Okay. You know, in, in closing here, and I want to let you go, but uh, in closing here, I, I, I did want to briefly mention Leota Tombs one more time because I was looking at some I, – I, I should have remembered the source better. But it almost appeared that Leota Tombs appeared in person on stage in her full getup until you realized it was her daughter. And her daughter appeared as Madame Leota in her mother's, obviously, since her mother was no longer around, and it looked like the spitting image of the head in the seance <laughs> ball, and it was fabulous to see that. So, Oh, how cool is that? Oh, yeah. so cool. So what would you like to leave us with here? So we have the Haunted Mansion. Convince, convince a person that might not be interested in the Haunted Mansion why that is the attraction to go on in Magic Kingdom. Well, I would say this, you know, again, you know, I think the Disney parks and and I'll be specific about Walt Disney World are 
are the most popular you know vacation destination in the world for a reason. Um, and I think the Haunted Mansion, perhaps more so than any other attraction, is quintessential Disney, right? It, it combines everything. It combines great storytelling. It, it, it combines a great cue, great music, you know, both cutting edge and age-old special effects, you know, good story. Um, it is everything that Disney fans love about Disney. Uh, that that's the best way I can sum the the haunted mansion up. And if it, you go, if you're going to Walt Disney World and you don't ride the haunted mansion, um, you have missed out on a huge opportunity. It smells like Walt Disney World. You know, the smell of the haunted mansion is unique in itself, too, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'll say this. And I'll say this about Pirates of the Caribbean as well. You know, again, you know, the haunted mansion was an opening day attraction in 1971. It, I think because of how great it is and how great it remains today, it's still one of the bars that every other new attraction gets compared to, right? It is that effective and it's that great. 50 years old. Think about that, right? It's older at Disneyland. Think about that, you know? So, all right. So before we go though, Chris, again, one more time, the books and where can we find more information on the Haunted Mansion? Sure. So, uh, you know, you can, you can always go to my website, chrismithbooks.com to kind of see what I'm working on, uh, for the Haunted Mansion, you know, the backstories and magical secrets of Walt Disney World Volume One. I do a, a very deep dive into the Haunted Mansion and a lot of other different Magic Kingdom attractions. You know, we've kind of scratched the surface as best we can, uh, you know, uh, in the time period we have for the podcast, but there's so much more detail. Oh, yeah. Uh, and again, if you, if you like storytelling, if you want to know the story behind attractions and shops, uh, I think that Backstories and Magical Secrets series is, is right up your alley. Uh, probably my most popular book, uh, Chris, is The Walt Disney World That Never Was. Again, it looks at all of the the cool Disney attractions that were contemplated but never actually implemented. Uh, you know, it's always fun to think about what could have been. Uh, and then if you're obviously if you're planning your next trip uh, and you like attractions, uh, my attraction guide I think will give you more information about. Uh, those attractions and how best to experience them, even down to you know different disability concerns uh, for each attraction. Um, I think it's a it's a great read as well. Okay, and then lastly, if someone had a question specifically about something in your book, what is the best way to get in contact with you? Sure. So you can either you, know, you can either reach me on Twitter at C Smith Disney, uh, or you can uh, you know feel free to email me at uh, chrismithbooks at uh, gmail dot com. Outstanding. Okay, and if you've if you, if you're if you're with us right now and you'd like to you know discuss this further, we obviously this will be released on the WW Review Facebook page or in our Facebook group, which is called EDCOT E D C O T, which stands for <laughs> not so originally the Experimental Dubs Community of Tomorrow. So feel free to <laughs> request to join our Facebook group. Um, and with that, Chris, I'd like to thank you for joining us. You are still. We are gonna. Come back for part two. We're going to discuss Epcot. We're going to discuss Animal Kingdom. We're going to discuss some of the resorts that were never built. So I know you absolutely. And I, you yeah. and I got a bunch more to talk about. Yeah, lots of good stuff, man. We, 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 we got to get caught up. All right. So for downloading and listening, I'd like to thank you and have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Bye, everybody. 